0: Welcome into episode number 43 of the Couch Pat, Potato Podcast. Big show today. I'm joined by Chris Hummel and Riley Hubbard. Nerd let them nerd out about college baseball for a little bit and two movie reviews, The Secret Life of Pets 2 and Dark Phoenix. Hope you guys enjoy those. Let's dive right in. It's a Couch Potato Podcast. It is Friday, June 7th. The Super Regionals in college baseball, baseball are about to begin. And The Secret Life of Pets was not a good movie. Uh, I know this is a kid's movie. I really do. But even for a kid's movie, this, this was bad. We, we've seen some really good animated movies come out lately. This was not one of them. Um, I gave this movie a 55 out of 100, puts it at one of the lower rated movies that we've done here on this podcast, but it's just not good. Uh, The script isn't very good. It's not very funny. Uh, The plot lines don't make a ton of sense. Uh, Max, the lead character, um, his big problem is basically that he's a parent, but he's not. It's not his kid, and it's like a human baby. Um, yeah, I just the timetables don't work the it's basically like three stories in one and then they count they converge in for like the last eight minutes of the movie and that's it. it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. There are a ton of choices that are made in this movie that are just not not very good. Questionable decisions left and right by both the, the humans making the movie and the animals in the movie. Uh, really, the only bright side, bright part of this movie to me was the uh, the voice work by Kevin Hart. Uh, I thought Kevin Hart's voice work was the best part. I laughed probably four times in the whole movie, and I think I might have been the only one in the theater who laughed. Um, this isn't even one of those kids' movies that you walk out and you're like, oh, that was cute. Like, it's really not. It's not even really that cute. It's weird. Um, I just... I'm very, very disappointed by this movie. There are parts that were boring. I think it has some pacing issues. Uh I don't think it's gonna be like relatable to a lot of kids. I don't know. I, I just I'm I'm not high on this movie. I think it didn't hit the mark. I don't think it did what it wanted to do at all. But, you know, just disappointing. Altogether disappointing. Uh, I would not recommend going to spend your money on this movie at all. Uh, The only thing it really succeeded in doing for me was making me want to go buy a dog. That's pretty much it. Some of the animals are cute, but I don't know. And coming after, I I liked the first one quite a bit, actually, if I remember correctly. And, And this is just, I'm just disappointed. Just not a very good movie. Not a very good movie at all. The next movie I saw last night was Dark Phoenix, the latest X-Men movie. Uh, It was really bad. It was not good. You can name a, like, cliche of a bad superhero movie, and it was in this one. Literally. Every single one. The script wasn't very good. The plot wasn't that great. The acting was overly dramatic and was not that good. The timetable doesn't really fit with other X-Men movies. Um, I, I don't understand the ages of the characters so, or how they fit with the... Uh, so that, that confused me throughout. Um, Sophie Turner is a queen, but I think she struggled a little bit with the accent. You, you could hear the British accent creep in a couple of times. And I, honestly, I think she struggled with the writing. The lines were really bad. Um, what else? James McAvoy was fine. But it's just like a lot of it's just kind of your stereotypical stuff from a bad superhero movie. The visuals were... Some of them were cool. Some of them were not great. Uh, the, the movie Changes in the Middle... They do the typical thing where like there's a huge fight and everyone's miraculously okay, even though you're pretty sure everyone died. Um, hmm. 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 Bunch of dramatic irony. Um. Yeah, and this is another like X Men fighting themselves sort of movie, but like not really, but kind of. Uh, it's super cheesy. I rolled my eyes like every four minutes. There are parts that were boring. There are pacing issues. I thought some of the fight choreography was really bad. Um, you kind of wonder who the bad guy is the whole time. Like, I, the, the movie was not good. I gave Dark Phoenix a 30 out of 100, and I think that was honestly pushing it. Um, I, I would not watch this movie. I, I saw it in the Big D. If you're an A-list member, don't bother. Or if you're not an A-list member... Uh, Don't bother seeing it in IMAX or Big D or or whatever. It's not worth the money. Uh, I would wait until it comes out on, I guess, DVD or see if it can get on Netflix or what. I just... It's not worth spending the money to go see. You're just going to leave disappointed. Um, This is one of the movies that I'd seen the Rotten Tomatoes score beforehand, and I... I, I don't know. I, I went in with super low expectations and they, I guess they got met because on Rotten Tomatoes, it has like a 20 and I gave it a 30, but I just, this was so bad. It was just not a good movie. Really not even very enjoyable. Um, I had to pee like halfway through and I'm one of those people who will sit the whole movie miserably to not miss any of it. And I considered leaving to go to the bathroom. And then I was like, nah, cause I might not come back. Like, that's how bad this movie was. I'm very, very disappointed in this effort from X-Men. I also think it's weird that it's not called X-Men Dark Phoenix. It's just called Dark Phoenix. Uh, this is a, a rush job today because I just ha- have had a busy day today, to be honest. I And then I have to go to my real job in the afternoon, so... That's why these reviews are a little on the shorter side and a little um, not in the structure that we've been used to or that I really like. But do have a, a pretty interesting conversation with uh, Riley Hubbard and Chris Hummel that uh, I'm going to plug in here next to get everyone ready for the Super Regionals this weekend. Uh, I definitely learned something from these two guys. I tried to let them take the rein and kind of nerd out over college baseball for a couple minutes. Uh, I tried to ask a couple questions, but honestly, I didn't really know what to ask. So there's that. Uh, That's pretty much it. Here it is. Some baseball nerds. All right. Now we're joined by Chris Hummel and Riley Hubbard, our uh, big baseball nerds here to the podcast. And they're going to preview the NCAA Super Regionals coming up this weekend. They start tonight. This afternoon, yes, and uh, I don't know. I am excited. This is the only time of the year when I really watch baseball. This in the World Series, so I am looking forward to it for sure. Uh, who's the favorite? Who do I put money on?
1: You know, i I said this last week on your show, and I am still pretty confident Vanderbilt. I agree, Vanderbilt's hot right now, and UCLA and,
2: stumbled last week.
1: Yeah, you know, I was there for a little bit. They lost game two to, I think it was HMU? LMU. LMU. Yeah. LMU. And I, for a second, I thought they weren't going to be able to get out of their own regional, but then they beat LMU twice uh, in the championship series. So, you know, not a whole lot of confidence in UCLA right now.
2: Mm-mm. I mean, UCLA, they do have the best pitching staff, like, overall. Their team ERA is, like, two five nine like, throughout their entire starting staff. So, pitching's always going to be there for them, but I don't know. They kind of were scary last weekend. And they're, Vanderbilt has a favor, kind of a favorable draw against Duke yeah, compared to – No doubt about it. I mean, it. Michigan's good. Michigan can hit. And they went up to Corvallis. It should have been Oregon State-UCLA, mm-hmm. another inter-conference matchup to go to the like, College World Series. That would have been great to see. But well, Oregon State kind of didn't show up,
1: and Michigan went out there and just owned that regional. Something about Oregon State, and the thing is they lost two in a row too. It's not like, you know, they just got beat. They just showed up and just – Lost went, two in you know, a
2: row. They went 0-2 at home. Yeah. Didn't play and the last two days at their home plate I cannot
1: think of a worse way to try to be a, you know, past champion mm-hmm. and try to try, try to defend your crown and then go out there and just lay an egg like that. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, there, there were a lot of surprises. I mean, I think people were really surprised to see Auburn come out of the Georgia Tech Regional. Auburn didn't have a very good year at all. Mm-hmm. Pitching staff's kind of falling apart. In fact, Tanner Burns is not going to start this weekend. But yet – you know, Auburn Dolphins kind of got hot at the right time. Uh, won that regional. You already mentioned the Oregon State regional. Uh, that was a big surprise as well. So, I mean, they were there were quite a few upsets. It's not like all the ones lost. And let's not forget Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia, I think they were number two or number four overall seed in the tournament. I think they, the were, tournament. they were four. They were the four, number four overall seed. And, I mean, they were inc- they looked incredible all year. And then all of a sudden, Florida State comes out and just, Manhandles them in their own in their own regional. Yeah,
2: FSU scored thirty five runs
1: at regional and yeah. played Georgia in two of the three games and and Florida State is used them. to being good, but they got three seed this year. Mm-hmm. It's the first time since I can remember that they haven't hosted to be honest. Yeah,
2: it was <laughs> it was like seventeen or seventeen out of the twenty one years now they've been to a super regional, right? Which is like ridiculous to even like win a regional in the first place is hard enough, but to make it seventeen out of twenty one nuts. It's up. kind of the Mike Martin effect, I think. Just last season, they barely made it in. They were scraping by on the skin of their teeth for Selection Show. Barely made it in. Might be a
1: storybook ending for Mike Martin.
2: It could be. And they're going to Baton Rouge, which is going to be a – that's probably like the best series of the weekend. If Mm -hmm. you're looking for just – like the fans. The fans are going to be nuts. Like that whole atmosphere is going to be crazy. Mike Martin possibly his last game.
1: That's going to be really good to watch. I think another one's going to be good to watch is Arkansas and Ole Miss. It's the only SEC on SEC Super Regional. Mm -hmm. Felt like we had three or four of them last year, but this year that's the only one. But I'm I'm still going to be interested to watch it.
2: Yeah, that one's going to be good because no one has beaten Arkansas, an SEC team. No one's won a series in Fayetteville in three years except for Ole Miss, and they've done it twice. No. And now they're playing in a Super Regional. But Ole Miss, they're going to have the baby blues, too. That's right. they to be looking mm. good. If you the, wear those the baby best blue uniform- Sundays, you're pretty uniforms much going to win. Baseball,
1: <laughs> by far the best uniforms in baseball. And, you know, the thing with Ole Miss is during a regular season, they weren't, They didn't have a very good regular season mm. at all. <laughs> they were in 11. I, I think they were in 11, 10 or 11, going into the SEC tournament, mm-hmm. go to the championship series against um, Vandy and lose Again, that's just – but they, getting hot they were up. They getting were up hot at the right game. time. Vandy
2: made a huge yeah, comeback. Yeah, they really blew that game. Yeah, they really blew that game. Mm-hmm. Like, Ole Miss should have been back-to-back SEC
1: champs if they wanted to be. The thing is, they just show up at the right time, got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and there's a stat here. Uh, ever since Ole Miss switched to its clean
1: powder blues, they're 17-5. That's hilarious. Those might just become so. from going be, being the Sundays to being the Fridays. They might just be the everyday. They, yeah, they, they might just, just wear the they might powder just blue three, no matter where we just are. Make
2: three uniform sets of all powder blues. Yeah. You can wear them every day. You don't have to worry about
1: washing them all that much. <laughs> but you just have them all. Speaking of powder blue, you got North Carolina and Auburn. That'll be an interesting one in Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. Everybody that, expected that to be Georgia Tech and um, North Carolina for a ACC on ACC, but it's going to be going to be a- SEC on an ACC.
2: And that's going to be that's going to be interesting to watch. UNC is 14th overall. Georgia Tech was three. Personally, I think Georgia Tech was better. I think so, too. UNC beat Tech in the ACC championship game. They beat them, like, 8-2. to two. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really close. But Tech was out of pitching, and they were exhausted. I mean, the run that they've had has been ridiculous up to this point. To lose a game in the ACC like, AC championship is not a big deal. Right. And UNC is a 14 seed for a reason. They, they were going to be a one seed regardless. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a guarantee. So, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, what honestly, what the pitching staff does. Because right. if we can get a lot of innings out of, I guess, who's starting tomorrow? Jack Owen's going to start. I
1: think they haven't like officially okay. announced I, I But if I is. had to guess, I think it's Owen and Bailey Horn, maybe? Bailey Horn would be game two, and then Richard Fitz would be game three. Maybe okay. Brooks Fuller game three.
0: I don't know what the line okay. is. But I mean, it's it, so... Um, What's his name? Tanner Burns is, like, confirmed he, he not throwing confirmed the whole weekend. Now, he's, he might throw, he but, he's gonna relief, but he's okay. not going to But he's not
1: going to go out there and throw, like, a full 70, 80 pitches. Got he's not going to start, Um, which really hurts Auburn. I mean, think about at the start of this year, Auburn, know, Auburn does not have two of the three starters. And remember, Jack Owen was out for a little bit, so he's not as dominant as he was at the start of the year. But yet, Auburn somehow is still surviving and made it super regional. It's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Just imagine how good the team would be if um, you had boned Daniel, and Owen.
2: Yeah, if everybody was healthy. Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah. we would have been. We could have been a hosting a regional if we wanted to. In that oh, case, yeah. and you on the team? Yeah, I am.
1: Hey,
0: okay. I'm, I'm a big partially. we guy too. I'm Listen, a big
2: we yeah, I mean, it's natural. If you identify I don't with play, the team, it's a we. It. <laughs> then we got Michael over here. That guy. No, really? I used to do the same thing. I mean, <laughs> you catch yourself now. They, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, true. It's something I could. I could. I,
0: I'm very unabashedly not impartial. Like I'm rooting <laughs> for Auburn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, but you're not being mistaken. in the habit of not saying we. we. Yeah, well, on fair. the air, you're not supposed it, to say we. So you're just being good. It at least, counter. yeah. It at that's least, fair. like, pretends like you're not biased. unbiased. Yeah, but yet we are. Completely. But we're not very much. That's Auburn. I get what you're saying. Um, I'm from Texas. Big Texas guy. So Texas Tech regional is gonna be or super regional. That, that was my question. Oklahoma yes, yes. State and Texas Tech. Oh pokes. Give me Tech. Ooh ooh ooh. Does Does anybody know what the difference in their hand signs are? There's not. Ooh. There's no.
2: Oh, I I don't know. I almost went to Oklahoma State though. Nice. I went and took a couple visits. Place is cool. Good yeah. little good little city. So um, between they they Oklahoma did. State and Auburn, one, one of yeah, them. Yeah, because oh. they, they had a good sports media program at Oklahoma State. Yeah, and I, could add, oh, okay. I could add. I know
0: multiple people that Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, One of them does one finger on their gun, and the other one does two.
2: Texas I, Tech does two. Then I, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State does, does one. one. Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: That's the it's kind of like Louisville. You have to have two, not just the, one. Because yeah, yeah. then you're just a loser.
1: <laughs> if you have two, it's Louisville. It's like
2: a car. What is, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now, that, that'll that be an interesting But Now, it's going to be awesome baseball this, this weekend. Ma- Those teams mash. That's all I know. So that that'll be fun to watch. What, is that? what does that even mean? They, they, hit they hit a lot of home They hit a lot of homers. Cam <laughs> okay. Warren, the Texas Tech first baseman, is he's hit a home run in every game since the regional started. I mean, they're nasty. Their uh, third baseman Josh Jung went eighth overall to the Rangers. Yeah. So I mean, they can hit. And Oklahoma State, they have one good pitcher. I don't know, I don't really know his name, but they have one pitcher that is really good. And after I mean, they had that walk-off against Nebraska in the top of the ninth, the same night that Auburn had theirs.
1: So they've been on the ropes a little bit at their home regional. So I admitted this last week, but I've got too much SEC bias. I, oh, yeah. You know, I just think – and there's nothing against the Big 12 teams. They're fine. Yeah, yeah. Or the Pac-12 teams. Obviously, they've been proven. But something about, you know, Arkansas, Ole Miss, as hot as they've been, Vandy and Auburn, I've got more confidence in the SEC teams. Mm-hmm. They just sound like teams I would not run, want to run into right Oh, now. absolutely not. Especially, Especially I mean, chance. Arkansas, you saw the run they had last year. And Isaiah
2: Campbell going game one tomorrow for Arkansas, too. I mean, their pitching staff is
1: ridiculous. Right.
2: They've got arms to throw out there for anybody.
1: Really, pitching in the SEC as a whole is pretty, pretty solid. So, all, all right. of those inter-conference ones, I think you'll see that come into play big time. Mm-hmm.
0: I think there are two Super Regionals we haven't talked about. The first one, while we're on SEC teams, Stanford – Traveling to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. Give me state in that one. I really? mean, Stanford's Stanford is lost. Good. They've lost Stanford's eleven good. games on the season.
1: Yeah, Stanford's good, but I remember I'm that from really, when Riley and I talked last week. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really confident that you know Mississippi State. That's just that's just an all around good ball club from pitching to hitting, playing the field, everything. I mean, they've got smart hitters. What's the guy's name? Josh Mangum. Josh Mangum. Yeah. Jake Or Mangum. Jake Mangum. Jake Mangum. Yeah, oh, so close. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, unfortunately, <laughs> he wasn't a big pro scout. Went in the fifth round. Yada yada yada. But he was in a. He was is kind of in a, a slump for a little bit. Incredible. Isn't that he's like
0: 5'8", though. He's like
1: he's probably like six. He has miles. no pop. That's the issue. He, yeah. He's not grows. a power hitter. He he's a hit slap. One homer all year, he's but a he's, slap. But gap, yeah, gap, he's, he's guy, hitting like three seventy.
2: He's the SEC leader in hits all time. Yeah. I, I mean that's, and Antoine
1: Duplantis at LSU which both actively playing. That are one and two. Mm-hmm. It was like a literally like watching who's going to break the record and Jake yeah. Mangum win. But really, their lineup as a whole is really good. I just don't think Stanford's going to know what
2: hits them when they show up to Duty Noble Field in the middle of <sighs> nowhere, Mississippi. Oh, it's, there's Palo- going to be a lot they're of. They're from folks Palo Alto, there. California. They're going to the dude where Mississippi State's 35 and five, and those fans are going to give them. I'm Act with you if for that, everything that they if do. If that super regionals oh. in Stanford, very different. Very different, but very it's at different. home, and I think Mississippi State. I, they, I, think they, I think they could roll through in two games. Do they two. have cowbells though? Like, do oh they yeah. actually bring them? Oh okay. yeah. I didn't know if they brought them Have you to, never been to Starkville? I, didn't know if they bring, I don't know if they brought oh, them to awesome. baseball
1: what are you games. Talking about? Oh, my god, That's a great baseball environment.
2: Any Mississippi State people out there, that is an awesome place to go watch a baseball game. I will be going to Starkville.
1: <laughs> <Vegas. laughs> it, it is so much fun. I will be going to Stark Vegas, for a baseball game next year. It'll be
0: my nice. first one there.
2: Oh, i never watched one. It's a blast. And they did a great job with the renovations. The stadium
1: looks awesome. They will be sold out this weekend.
0: No I've doubt. been there oh, for a be... football game, and it's
2: terrible. <laughs> okay, the football games are bad, especially when you're an Auburn fan and you're sitting next to a bunch you're of people waving cowbells. And
0: yeah, they come luckily, up to I was, luckily They're like I was middle-aged men out. that walk up to you and shake a cowbell (laughs) in your face, and they're like, you had enough cowbell yet? You're like, yes. Yes, I have. I got so lucky. The only Auburn game I went to football
2: at Mississippi State, Uh, we were up like 21-0 at the end of the first quarter, and we ended up blowing them out. Okay, I was at the one when... And there was no no sound from any of the fans. No cowbells left. uh, It was awesome. I I was at the
0: game in 2014 when we were number two, and they were number three or whatever. Auburn was number two, and they were number three. They and Mississippi God? State won, yeah. Oh. I remember
1: that one. Were you in yeah, that was, one? <laughs> Yeah, that was when Ricardo Lewis uh, fumbled it on yeah. a kickoff. Oh, God. Oh, it was, the, like, the
0: biggest game in Mississippi State history, and they won it. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. and
1: then they were like, oh, we're number one in the country now.
0: We'll take down Bama. Yeah, That's brutal. All right, the – we got very off topic. Last <laughs> the last super regional, East Carolina and Louisville. Is East Carolina the dark horse? That one just doesn't that just doesn't. East, yeah, doesn't that, do, that doesn't that seem like one. Me doesn't doesn't as as do, I have no, I have no interest in one. East Carolina is a national seed, right? Yeah, they're a t- number ten overall. So who is like the underdog in this? If it's not East Carolina. Louisville's ah. a
2: seven seed, ECU is a ten
0: seed, so it's in
2: Louisville, so I guess ECU? And they're no, the smaller.
0: I mean like the whole tournament. Like you'd oh. think it was ECU since they're I the smallest it'd school be Louisville. still yeah, alive. Yeah. But I mean like of the schools, if you're gonna say like this is my dark horse, my real underdog, oh, they could oh, make so. noise. I guess. Yeah.
2: I mean if there's any team to make if there's any team that's an underdog to make make it to Omaha, it's probably East Carolina to beat Louisville. I mean I don't know what other team sounds easier to beat. Like Duke over Vandy, no. FSU? No. FSU at LSU, I mean probably not. So I don't know. I <laughs> I would say they're a dark horse. I think they could make it. They struggled last week though at home. They lost to Quinnipiac, when it was their first whoa. appearance ever in the whoa in the regionals first the, ever win from the Miac right from the Miac Quinnipiac. I mean they yeah they lost their first game at home. They were one four. They lost that, uh, and then had to scrape by barely beat Campbell twice, and then beat NC State. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see. Also, Louisville barely. Got to the, uh, a super regional. They beat Illinois State on a walk off on Monday. So it was like Game Three. They had to win. Or like winner moved on, loser went home. Ninth inning, they won on a walk off against Illinois State. So I don't know why. Why would I? I don't unless it's an interesting series. I don't think I will be watching
0: much of that so, with the other baseball. All on. right. So you told us your favorite here is uh, Vanderbilt. Yeah, overall, yeah. Overall. Favorites, who is the team that you're expecting to give them the the biggest run for their money, I guess? The biggest, uh, the, the team you give the most upset potential moving um, forward?
2: There's probably two, and one of them is UCLA, if they make it, just yeah. because of their pitching. Uh, if there's any team that could slow
0: them down. Until Van the SEC is- tournament, UCLA was the favorite. And then I guess yes. when Vanderbilt came back from down 10 runs or whatever to, to Ole Miss, Miss yeah. Um,
2: that that swayed it a little bit, yeah. And UCLA kind of gave people a scare last week, but I think they're they're playing Michigan at home. I think they're going to make it. And if they do, Ryan Garcia is their starter. He's filthy. He has like a he's a just over a one point ERA right now. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. But their pitching is the only thing that could stop Vanderbilt. Their offense, top to bottom, is so good. So if there's anything that could stop them, it's going to be that because Vanderbilt's pitching on its own is going to be good enough, and their defense. And the other one is Texas Tech because I think their offense is, as I said, they, if there's any team that could keep up with them that can't pitch with them, you're going to have to hit with them. And Texas Tech is probably the closest thing to that besides maybe, honestly, Oklahoma State and the winner of that regional is going to move on. Um, but probably those two. And then if there's one more, whoever comes out of the Arkansas Ole Miss regional. Just
0: familiarity there. Just
2: familiarity and also, I mean, they're hot. Both of those teams are pretty hot. Ole Miss is coming in scorching besides losing the SEC championship game. And Arkansas, they've got two pitchers. Isaiah Campbell and is one of them. Uh, drafted. They had six players drafted in the first round. Arkansas that's, that's, Arkansas too many. That's, that's too many. That's too many. I mean, it was three outfielders, two pitchers, and a shortstop. So, I mean, they've, they've got talent everywhere. So, that's probably going to be the three teams I would look out for if Vandy is going to get into any trouble at all. But I think Vandy gets by Duke pretty easily, makes it. I think Texas Tech squeaks by Oklahoma State. And I think UCLA handles Michigan pretty well, and so I think they're all going to have a shot at Vandy if they want to. Um, and then whoever comes out of that Arkansas regional, I think that's I think that and the LSU, FSU series are probably going to be the two most interesting. And then Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, just because of the interconference stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, LSU, FSU atmosphere, I'm excited to see the fans because those fans, you know that they're going to be down in Baton Rouge. FSU fans, notoriously, are going to be out there. They're going to be going crazy. Mike Martin's last possible series. I mean, there's so much going on there, and that yeah. that stadium and that city is going to be nuts. So that'll be fun to watch. I'll be interested to see how that plays out. But it's going to be a good weekend. It was a great weekend last weekend. It's a chaotic 96 hours. It seemed like, but it gave us a lot. There's a lot of walk offs. There's a lot of teams up by eight runs in the seventh inning or later that lost. Maybe it happens again, but we only get it's the best two out of three, and then you're in Omaha. So hopefully, uh. Hopefully Auburn can make a run, though. That's one thing we're going to be looking out for. I'm going to be playing them on Saturdays and Sundays around those games. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I think they could do it. I, I mean, I obviously we just went out there and beat Tech, but I, I think Auburn's going to make it easy. And I say easy because I think that there's so much momentum and confidence in this team right now. And I know we like living on a tragedy, but Rod Bramlett, like, that stuff sticks with them, and they know what – they know they're they're playing for more than just like the name on the back. They're playing for the name on the front, and to play for Auburn right now, I think they're going to go out there. Pitching has been skeptical, but down the stretch so far, it's been pretty decent. It seems like they've been able to at least hold their own enough to let the offense do its work, and the offense has been hot for some reason in the playoffs. We always play well, um, so I don't know. It, it'll be fun to watch. I think I think Butch gets them going, and I think the offense is going to stay hot, and Auburn goes into UNC and maybe wins it in two but I think it'll be three I don't know it wouldn't be an Auburn series if it wasn't in you
0: trying to convince yourself
2: I mean yeah kind of (laughs) I kind of want to see it in three games but it wouldn't be an Auburn series it seems like if it wasn't in three games so it'll be fun to watch I'm looking forward to it. it should be a good weekend
0: all right Chris thank you for coming thank you for enlightening us thank you Riley for for coming I hope you guys enjoyed it I feel like I learned a lot I feel like I feel ready for this weekend so I hope everyone else does too it's gonna be a good one thanks guys That is going to do it for our show today. Thank you again to Chris and Riley for enlightening me on college baseball before the Super Regionals this weekend. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday. Don't really know. We'll see. Playing it by ear a lot. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode today. Goodbye.
1: the Couch Potato Podcast.